Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. Ocean State Bird Club loves talking birds. Every month we invite you to see the latest avian activity around Rhode Island on one of our free walks. Check out our schedule on our website, OceanStateBirdClub.org. And follow us on Facebook for the latest and greatest in birding that Rhode Island has to offer. Ocean State Bird Club. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 737. Well, on last week's show, we recounted the story of the Pied Wagtail, a little songbird that wandered onto center court at Wimbledon last week and became kind of world famous for a few moments when he was seen by millions of tennis fans watching the tournament on TV. Now there's another bird at another sporting event that has captured the attention of viewers all over the planet, including our friend Doug Chickering, who posted this online. I was watching the Tour de France, and they showed a beautiful red kite flying over and along with the string of riders. The announcer knew what it was. The camera followed the kite for at least 25 seconds. A nice little surprise. And a nice observation there, Doug. We have pictures of the red kite on our Facebook page. It's a pretty spectacular-looking bird with a mostly reddish-brown body and patches of white as seen from below and a deeply forked tail, which is red as seen from above, not unlike a red-tailed hawk. More on that species, by the way, the red-tailed hawk, coming along here in uh, just a minute. But first, more news from France. That's a tune whose original title is La Goulante du Pauvre Jean. But it's known here in the U.S., thanks to some confusion and mistranslation, as the poor people of Paris. And the people of Paris have been poor for a long time when it comes to the quality of the air that they breathe. How bad is the air in Paris? Well, a Greenpeace report in 2018 listed Paris as the worst Western European capital for small particle air pollution with levels higher than that of polluted air cities like Manila in the Philippines and Bogota, Colombia. But as the late Paul Harvey might have put it, they're not doing nothing about it. And what they're doing in Paris is banning all diesel vehicles that are 13 years old or older from the city center. Beyond Paris's boundaries, officials are also clamping down on polluters in the districts that ring the central Paris region, which is home to around five and a half million people. Unlike in central Paris, however, offenders in the suburbs where car dependency is greater will face no punishment for the first two years of the ban. Cleaner air coming soon to the City of Light. Also on last week's show, we reported on some good California condor news. And this week, we have some more good condor news. Thanks to Jason Pietchuk, a Talking Birds listener in Springdale, Utah, who sent us a link to a press release from Zion National Park, where he works, indicating that biologists there have confirmed the hatching of a California condor chick in a nest on the cliffs just north of Angel's Landing at Zion. They estimate that the egg was laid in mid-March and hatched in early May, 
They're now keeping a close watch, hoping that the chick will fledge successfully in November. So thanks, Jason, and we hope for some more good news coming there from there in a few months. Meanwhile, Terry LeWillier in Redding, California, who found us on Facebook and is now, she tells us, a Talking Birds listener. Thank you, Terry. Sent us this report. She says, I recently made a wonderful discovery here near Redding while checking on one of the 15 bald eagle nests my husband and I monitor each year. I found a red-tailed hawklet in an eagle's nest with two eaglet siblings and two adult eagles. It happened before up in Vancouver Island, British Columbia in 2017, but it is a very rare occurrence. And Terry goes on to say, the story was picked up by USA Today last week. Let me know if you need more info. I have many photos and videos of this red-tailed hawklet that we nicknamed Tuffy. Thank you, Terry, for telling us that story and for your work monitoring those nests. We have some related images right now, thanks to Terry, on our Facebook page. That is neither a red-tailed hawk uh, nor a bald eagle or not even a red kite. That is our mystery bird, and this is a preview of our mystery bird contest, the actual conduct of which will come along later in the show. But here's a preview. Our fairly large mystery bird is a familiar sight along the coasts and on lakes, ponds, and parking lots all over America, North America. Adults have a silver-gray back and wings with a white head, body, and tail, yellow legs, in a slim yellow bill with a black band near the tip. Its black wingtips are spotted with white. Our bird eats mostly fish, insects, earthworms, and grain, along with just about anything else you can think of, including french fries. Some clues there uh, for our mystery bird contest. Prizes, the beautiful Droll Yankees new generation 13-inch metal finch sock that combines the attraction of a finch sock with the durability of metal. That's pretty cool. Plus, a download to your iOS device, if you have one, or if not, online access to the LarkWire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. And another bonus prize, a big bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. Coming along on our mystery bird contest in just a little bit. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, in addition to that hawklet and those eagles, here are some other things we thought you might find worth looking at on our Facebook page. About 140 million years ago, a bird-like dinosaur swallowed an entire lizard. Check out our page to learn why scientists are excited about finding the fossilized remains of this creature with its four feathered wings and the lizard that was its last meal. Attention bird and art lovers in or near North Carolina. The North Carolina Museum of Art is hosting an exhibit called the Audubon Experience, in which visitors can view four large Audubon folios from the Birds of America and learn about the great naturalist's life and artistic process. Find all the details through a link on our Facebook page. And thanks to Emily Bueller down in Hillsboro, North Carolina, for telling us about it. And if you'd like to see some really spectacular bird photographs wherever you are, follow the link on our page that will take you to the 2019 Audubon Photography Award winners. That's some of what's on our Facebook page right now. Don't forget you can also 
Find those stories through an online search. Now our conservation salute of the week. Our conservation salute goes to legendary Pink Floyd guitarist David Gilmour, who just sold a bunch of his guitars for $21 million at auction to raise money for a nonprofit fighting climate change. Gilmour says all proceeds will go to Client Earth, a charity that describes itself as using the power of the law to protect the planet and the people who live on it. Gilmour says he chose Client Earth because, quote, the global climate crisis is the greatest challenge that humanity will ever face, and we are within a few years of the effects of global warming becoming irreversible, end quote. So a Talking Birds $21 million conservation salute to the great guitarist and climate change fighter, David Gilmore. Meanwhile, our friend Don Amaralian in Burlington, Massachusetts, sent us a cool story about a surprising development. He says, It was in February. I got up early and went into the kitchen for coffee. Still a bit sleepy. I noticed a brown stocking hat on the windowsill. This is inside the house. I then realized that I don't own a brown stocking hat. I looked again and was startled to see a Rufus Fay's eastern screech owl playing possum on my windowsill. I was not about to try to do anything myself and immediately called the animal control officer in town. After hearing my story, he said that he would send a raptor rehabilitator over. Ten minutes later, the owl lady arrived. She quickly captured the bird by throwing one of my dish towels over its head. She then deftly but gently snatched the bird, controlling its sharp talons. The bird woke up and began snapping its bill rapidly. It was quite angry. I got some follow-up as a veterinarian examined the owl. It was determined that the bird was blind in one eye, and they decided not to release it. The bird was doing quite well otherwise and was eating mice the owl lady provided. To this day, I've never figured out how that bird got into my house. Quite a story there from our friend and Talking Birds ambassador, Don Amaralian in Burlington, Massachusetts. Thank you, Don, and thank you to new Talking Birds ambassadors joining the family, including Bill Brown from Moore. Oklahoma, on the southern edge of Oklahoma City. Bill says he's a new listener and enjoying our podcasts. And no, we're not related. Thank you, Bill. Thank you to Lucia from Tucson, Arizona. Lucia is eight years old. And she says, not a lot of my friends know about birds. And if they went to your podcast, then maybe they would want to get out in nature more. Thank you, Lucia, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador and for encouraging your friends to get outdoors. And thank you to Mary G. from Westerly, Rhode Island. She says, for the Environmental Sustainability Group, a friend and I started 12 years of successful programs in Weekapog, Rhode Island. We have a farmer's market and a community garden. And our stewards can hand out cards or talk about birds with people who are receptive to ideas concerning habitats and conservation. Great stuff you're doing there, Mary, and thank you for joining our Talking Birds ambassadors family talking birds listeners we hope you'll join our family along with mary and lucia and bill 
by allowing us to send you some of our info cards for you to hand out at your convenience to friends and neighbors and fellow birders. To join the family, just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the Contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador button. That's it. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike segment on the topic of the heat wave that is sweeping the country, birds included, and what are we going to do and how are they dealing with it? And up next, with a little help from the legendary Everly Brothers, we'll revisit a featured Feathered Friend segment presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Kentucky You are the dearest land outside of heaven to me There are lots of nice things about Kentucky, including fine bourbon, a pretty good horse race, and today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Geothlopus formosa, the Kentucky warbler. Like a good Kentucky woodsman might do, this small forest bird sports prominent sideburns down the side of its yellow face. Black sideburns with a matching black mask. Its underparts are entirely yellow and its back and wings are a uniform olive green with no wing bars or tail spots. Our bird, which can be found in breeding season in most of the eastern half of the U.S., stays near the ground, searching for insect prey by rummaging through leaf litter and scratching with its feet. Despite its striking color pattern, it's a bird that's more often heard than seen, singing like this. Kentucky Warbler was discovered and named in 1811 by noted ornithologist Alexander Wilson as he traveled through the state on his bird-catching expedition through the South. Like so many other songbirds now, Kentucky Warbler populations are decreasing and the bird is at risk of becoming threatened or endangered without conservation action. Want to help? Join a good conservation-minded group like the American Bird Conservancy, the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, the American Birding Association, or your local Audubon Society. The Kentucky Warbler, Geothlopus formosa. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Kentucky. Welcome back. Thanks to be with us, sir. Welcome back. We hope you've been here all along, but welcome again to our show, number 737. The invitation always to visit our website, that would be TalkinBirds.com with no G in Talkin'. And find us also on uh, Facebook and Twitter and our newly reactivated and really cool Instagram page at TalkinBirds. Coming up next here, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. Hello, I'm Ed Begley Jr., and wherever you call home, the sounds of wildlife connect you with a greater family of life. That's why you shudder each time you see woods, marshes, meadows, or grasslands being destroyed. 
You know that countless birds and other wild animals are losing their homes, the greatest threat to their survival. Among the growing number of threats to wildlife, habitat loss is the most devastating. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust offers a humane solution. When you hear the familiar wild voices you love, remember, your voice is the one that can speak for wildlife, ensuring that it stays forever wild. To learn more, to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Well, if you're listening to our show live, then you can easily enter our mystery bird contest with the phone number we'll give here in a moment. If you're not listening live and wonder how to do it, go to our website, talkingbirds.com. Click on the listen button there and see how you can hear the show live online uh, wherever you are. And by the way, if you'd like to listen to any or even all of our past Talking Bird shows, uh, just open the podcast app that's built into your iPhone or the Google Podcast app on your Android phone or just type and just type Talking Birds into the search bar. Our mystery bird contest tries to identify this bird. A fairly large bird that's a familiar sight along the coast and on lakes and ponds and parking lots all across North America. Adults have a silver gray back and wings with a white head, body, and tail, yellow legs, and a slim yellow bill with a black band near the tip. Its black wingtips are spotted with white. Our bird eats mostly fish, insects, earthworms, and grain, along with just about anything else you can think of, including French fries. <coughs> Clues there for our mystery bird and one of the sounds it uh, makes. Our prizes include the Droll Yankees, New generation 13-inch metal finch sock that combines the attraction of a sock with the durability of metal. And, of course, it's from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. Bonus prizes include a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. And a big bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. So that's our Mystery Bird Contest. If you haven't been a winner here within six months, you are eligible. And here's that number. It's 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Please do call us as soon as you can to give us time for that contest. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, almost wherever you are in the good old USA, it's hot. We'll talk about that and how it's affecting birds and what we might do to help them. Mike O'Connor, let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. My name is Patty Brazier from Mill Creek, Utah. I decided to become a Talking Birds ambassador because I get to make connections with people that I might not normally talk to. I think you should become a Talking Birds ambassador because the more people we get connected, the more help we'll be able to do. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks. 
There we go. Oh, hello. Mike O'Connor is down there at the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. We know it's always sunny and beautiful on Cape Cod, but it gets a little warm in the summer. And, uh, Mike, uh, welcome to the Heat Index Club. Oh, man, too damn hot, man. It's too hot. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. On, on the way home from work last night, I stopped. I, I got a nice phone, and, and I'm walking back to my car, and the whole cone burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. That's hot. You know what? I and never, I even got the, you know, asbestos sprinkles, too, and it didn't help. Yeah, those things are not as good as they're sort of cracked up to be. They, <laughs> they taste horrible. I hate, I hate no, those like, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Well, You're, this is a true story. I told you this off the air. I watched a herring gull flying over my rooftop in the city of Boston yesterday, and it was panting as it flew. I mean, his mouth is wide open, not vocalizing, just panting, right, to deal with the heat. Oh. Mine's been open for three days. <laughs> this is all over the country. I'm looking at a heat index map. So this is the temperature combined with uh, the humidity and, and other, I guess, factors that make it feel even hotter. And I can see numbers in the 100s all yeah, over the country. We're talking about, uh, you know, Massachusetts to Michigan and Minnesota, South Dakota, all through the Midwest, more than 100 degrees in the heat Index. So this is not good for birds. No, it's not good for not good for anybody. But yeah, not good for birds. And what are birds doing? Just like you pointed out with the gull, they 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 open their mouth. They're almost like panting. They don't pant like like dogs do. So they're not drooling all over your furniture. Gull are fluttering, a, right? Yeah, the gull are fluttering. Some birds do. Owls do it. Herons do it. Some um, hingers. I mean, uh, cormorants do it. And they, but other birds, smaller birds, they kind of vibrate the back of their throat and it exchanges heat. Just, just a little, it's their version of panting, but they also will spread open their wings. I just, there was a, uh, uh, Blue Jay just out in my backyard and he was in the shade and he's got his wings spread open trying to get the heat out. Mm. Larger birds, hawks, they'll, they'll actually take off and fly up and soar where it's a little bit cooler to get, to get away from the heat. They, they, you know, they they try everything. They, they, they're they less active during the day, kind of like in the winter when it's freezing out and there's a storm and they kind of shut down. Same thing in this, this time of year. They'll they'll come out early. They'll go late when it gets cooler. But the, during the day, you might see fewer birds. They also they have ability, believe it or not, to transfer more blood to – they have a lot of exposed areas mm -hmm. like us, so they, they, and they don't sweat. So they transfer more blood to their feet and to their beaks, believe it or not, to, to dissipate some of the heat. And even around their eyes, they got some, some birds have that bare skin around their eyes mm -hmm. and actually swells up to get the, the, the more blood to the surface. Mm -hmm. what, what we can do is just water, you know, just put out more and more water, put it in the shade, put your bird bath in the shade, keep it cool. My wife even puts ice in the bird bath. They seem to appreciate that. But keep the bird bath cleaner than you might. I mean, you should change them every day anyways, but pay attention to that. Just get the water out there and get the feeders out there in the shade. And hopefully it'll change soon. Oh, yes. I mean, if it's hot on Cape Cod, you know, it's hot everywhere because you've got that beautiful <laughs> ocean breeze. Like, and, and all right, that, right, but except yeah. from Eyestore because everybody's cool who comes in there. I forgot to mention that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, and uh, good luck to you and that blue jay out there. Hope you can keep cool. And It's getting uh, cooler on Monday, I believe. That's tomorrow, yeah. All right, let's fast forward to Monday. Mike O'Connor down there at the uh, famous Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Well, back to the Mystery Bird Contest right after this.
For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. It's our mystery bird contest. We have beautiful prizes. The number is 781-837-4900. Prizes include the Droll Yankees new generation 13-inch metal finch sock. Download for the LockWire app or online access. The app that makes learning bird sounds a game and a bag of delicious birds and beans. Bird-friendly, shade-grown coffee. The sound of our mystery bird there. A familiar sight along coasts and lakes and ponds and parking lots all over... North America, adults have a silver gray back and wings, white head, body and tail, yellow legs and a slim yellow bill with a black band near the tip, black wing tips spotted with white. What is it? 781-837-4900 is the number. Correct answer gets you those prizes and an incorrect answer might as well. If no one does get it right, we'll have a drawing to determine our winner. And Amy is in nearby Plymouth, Massachusetts. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you coping with the heat, Amy? Uh, air conditioning oh, doing it? Staying in the shade. <laughs> staying in the shade. That's a pretty good and, idea. Yeah. yeah, it's only about 91 in the shade, I think. Uh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> that was great advice as far as putting ice in the bird bath also. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, thank you again, Mike, and uh, thank you to uh, Mike's wife as well. So, Amy, uh, let's see. Our mystery bird, uh, what, do you, what do you think that is? I think it's a seagull. A seagull. Yes. Jesse tells me there is actually no such bird as a seagull. So we really? figure by that it, that could not be the answer. That doesn't mean it's not a gull, but it would not okay. be, it would not be a seagull as such. Am I right, Jesse? Well, if there's no th- such thing as seagulls, then explain who keeps eating my toast in the morning when I go for a walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, gee, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much for that well, guess. Thank you. And try Thanks for the show. Okay, thanks again. Thanks for calling us and uh, for your guests there. All right, 781-837-4900 is the number. What is our mystery bird? We have Miller out in Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, Miller. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, I'm looking at the heat index map here. It says the heat index in Chicago, if I'm looking at the right spot here, is maybe 111 degrees? Yes, it's very... Very hot, so all we can do is stay inside. Yeah. How about the birds? How are the birds doing where you are? And not much at the feeder right now because it's a little too hot for them. A little too hot to be at the feeder. No doubt about it. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Miller, you heard our uh, clues and all that. What uh, What do you say our mystery bird is? I think it's a ring-billed gull. I think it is a ring-billed gull, too. Yes. Nice Yay. job. <laughs> Nice job. Absolutely correct. Ringbill Gull is, is the thank right you. answer. You're welcome, and, and thank you. And we have uh, uh, a little extra time here. Uh, maybe you want to try our um, bonus question here. Would you, li- would you like to do that? Sure. All right. Okay, here. This is a multiple-choice question. Okay, the question is, what is a snake bird? What is a snake bird? A, a snake bird is the bird commonly known as the double-crested cormorant. B, a snake bird is the bird commonly known as the anhinga. Or C, a snake bird is a very weird serpent-avian hybrid. <laughs> um, I want to go with the anhinga because I feel like the neck is a little longer. The neck is a little longer and the anhinga <laughs> is absolutely correct. Yay! <laughs> nice job. 
All right. <laughs> Miller, <laughs> uh, keep cool and stay on the line, and uh, we'll right. manage to send you those nice uh, prizes there. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Miller out in Chicago, 111 heat index, correctly identifying the ring-billed gull. This is amazing. I just read this about ring-billed gulls. Young ring-billed gulls tested at only two days of age showed a preference for magnetic bearings that would take them in the appropriate direction for fall migration at two days, two days of age. Pretty amazing. Well, early in today's program, we read a quote by Lucia, a new Talking Birds ambassador from Tucson, Arizona, who's hoping her friends will get out into nature more. And that reminded us of this John Muir quote. Of all the paths you take in life, make sure a few of them are dirt. Thanks to Don Amaralian for sharing that quote with us. And we are out of time for this morning's show. We hope you join us next week. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. In the meantime, and thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com by Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee, birdsandbeans.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. Ocean State Bird Club loves talking birds. Every month we invite you to see the latest avian activity around Rhode Island on one of our free walks. Check out our schedule on our website, oceanstatebirdclub.org, and follow us on Facebook for the latest and greatest in birding that Rhode Island has to offer. Ocean State Bird Club.